Are you looking for true personal freedom? The freedom to design the life you truly desire? Then you're absolutely in the right place. True personal freedom comes from when you take 100% responsibility and control of your money and your mind. Here, you're going to learn ideas, tips, and wisdom that's gonna help you bridge the gap from where you are now to your dream life in the future. My name is Randy Wilson, and welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. Well, welcome everybody to the Rich Mind Podcast. And today, super excited about this conversation. We just were having a small conversation before we hit record here. And I know the direction that this conversation is going to go is not only going to impact the two of us, but it's also going to impact you in such a positive way. It's just going to be a lot of fun. So today I have Robin Binkley on the podcast today, and this is going to be so much fun. Here's a few of the the high-level bullet points, and we're going to get into a lot more of the details about Robin here uh, very soon. Robin is from Houston, Texas. She is the co-host of the Ladies Kicking Assets podcast, which I just love that title. I just wanted to throw that out there. And I've I've had the honor of being on that podcast. Maybe we can talk about that as well. But Robin is the co-founder of Real Equity Investment Partners. And is a two-time, as of yesterday, a two-time Amazon best-selling author, which is super cool. I have a copy of her Next Level book that she was part of. And then I don't have the newest one because it just launched literally yesterday as we're recording. I can't wait to get a hold of that as well. Robin has a diverse background in healthcare administration after spending 24 years working as a nursing home administrator and in the healthcare field for almost 30 years total, which... Mm -hmm. That kind of goes along with my retail background. I was in retail <laughs> know, right? plus years, right? And I know in your story, you said oh, how much time man. you had to spend just in that in that environment or just how it, it just engulfed your life. So I completely uh, resonate with that as well. Robin's passion for real estate was realized in the early 1990s, but it was not until 2018 Robin made her first real estate investment. Robin has dove headfirst into single family homes, multifamily syndication, international acquisitions, developments, and other passive income generating assets, which I know we're going to talk about all those things today. Her and her husband, Brent, are, like I said, they're down in Houston, Texas. They She has three daughters, mm-hmm. uh, which is a big passion of mine, trying to give back to that that 20-ish generation, right, that are just starting yep. to come of their own. And, and we're going to talk about some of those things as well. So those are the high-level bullet points. But first off, let me welcome Robin to the show. Robin, welcome. Thank you. It is an honor to be here. I love talking with you. And we had to stop ourselves and say, hey, let's just hit record because we're talking about some good stuff. We did. We did. You, I learned something from you. So, um, and, and I love your wife, Stacy, who was helping me last week with one of my business projects. So, um, you That's know, I, I really appreciate that so much. Yeah, very wow. good. So, yeah, we were, we were having really good conversation there. In the first place, <laughs> I got to hit this button. Let's go because yeah. we've got yeah. some good stuff going on here. So yeah. I'm super excited that you're here. I kind of went over some of those high level yeah. things about you. Can you just take a couple of minutes, maybe dive a little deeper, tell everybody a little bit more about yourself? I mentioned that you're from Houston, Texas. You're married, three kids, yeah. and just, yeah. you know, healthcare was your life for the longest time. But anyways, go take that a little deeper if you would. Okay. So, um, yes, I've lived in Houston, Texas since graduating from college. Um, I, uh, got into healthcare administration. That was not really like, uh, what I went to college for. Um, but I started working in nursing facilities, uh, back in the nineties. And so that was a really interesting time, uh, uh, because there had been a lot of, um, changes in, um, you know, how those facilities were managed and operated and resources, And so I spent a great deal of my early years in adult life, if you will, uh, working in those facilities. And so as a result of that, yes, I was a licensed nursing home administrator for 24 years running those facilities and maintained my license for some time after I uh, retired, if you will, a few years ago. And then I let that go because I thought, you know, I'm not going to be running one of these things again. Uh, Been there, done that, and don't want to do that again. 
I have tremendous respect for those folks who are in healthcare. In fact, my middle daughter is a registered nurse. And um, so anyone who works in any level of healthcare, and especially over the last few years with, you know, um, COVID and just how all of that has morphed, um, has been in the hot seat on a lot of regulatory issues. So that was a piece of my life. I do have three adult children. They are ranging in ages as of yesterday, a 21-year-old to 28. And yes, they are all women. They are fierce, powerful uh, women of God. And so I love that. And so I'll talk about God a little bit um, because that's a big part of my life uh, in, in our marriage and sort of how I've grown from where I've come from to uh, where I am now. I've been married for over 30 years to the same man, um, which is a big deal. Anyone that's been in a relationship that long with the same person knows that there's a lot of growing up and uh, give and take. And um, the secret sauce has been forgiveness and a whole lot of Jesus. I'll just put it out there <laughs> because we met when I was 18. And um, who I was at 18 is not who I am now at 54. Uh, and so a lot of life uh, for both of us, you know, and so that tells you we've been together 36 years, uh, though married a little over 30. And so a lot there, Brett, my husband is an amazing man. And, um, you know, we've hit every high and we've hit literally every low. And so that is um, something we can um, probably have a separate podcast on. <laughs> <laughs> and like you and Stacy, you know, there's a lot of life there, a lot of lessons. And um, what do you learn from all that? And so um, that's poured into a lot of positives here on the backside of our life together. And, um, you know, real estate has always been something that Brett and I have had interested, uh, have been interested in. Um, and we really invested in real estate before 2018 in commercial properties, but personally myself uh, as an individual did not do anything as Robin Binkley female uh, on my own until 2018. And so that is kind of the uh, difference there. And that was a real big deal, you know, to be able to establish enough credit on my own, if you will, to, you know, buy a property and start a business and all of those things. And so that was the beginning of um, our um, syndication business, if you will. And I didn't really know anything about syndication back then. I had never even heard the word. Um, so um, that's been kind of a short lived window of our life. Uh, we did syndicate before we knew about that's like what we were doing. And I find that many people come together and want to do a project together and they don't really know all that they don't know um, until you kind of dive a little deeper and begin learning all the legalities and structure and all of those things. And so, you know, it's pretty much a classic story. Um, so you tell me what little piece of any of that you want me to dive into a little bit more because there's so much. <laughs> yes. And so two things were fired off in my mind as yeah. you were going through that. And and maybe we'll touch it now and then maybe we'll piggyback, yeah. come, come back Absolutely. a little bit later too. But the relationship piece you mentioned mm -hmm. about being with Brett for 30 years. Yeah. Stacey and I just celebrated our 27th year. And yes. so we've been together. I think I was 20. She was 19, I believe at the time. So the same type of thing, meaning it's when you were kids, how you were back then to, to raising the family, right. To then in, in your next level story, you wrote in there that had you not been, or you may not have been as present through the transition, right. And the station, I experienced that as well as the transition of the kids kind of moving on. And then it's like, okay, what's next type phase. I just wanted to put that like a pin in that idea as maybe we can circle back on that because I think that's yeah. super powerful for folks that are our age, right? That are, that are transitioning from, from kids, your kids, when you get mm -hmm. started, have no freaking oh, yeah. clue what's going on to figuring it out, going to work, grinding, grinding, grinding kids, all this stuff. And then it's like, then it's now it's the next phase. And that's kind of where we are both in our, in our journeys, I would say for sure. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about that. So, um, <laughs> 
at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, you know, I was a wild child um, for a lot of different reasons. You know, um, I was just out having a good time. Um, loved to be super active, had no fear like of, uh, my life. I always was, you know, I was the one who would, uh, bungee jump. I was the one who, you know, would, was a wild one at parties. And, and I don't mean that in like a promiscuous sort of way. I mean it as drinking, you know, and I have nothing against drinking. Please do not misunderstand what I'm saying, but, you know, um, like uh, understanding when to stop maybe was not what was on my mind, you know, uh, dabbling in all sorts of things maybe that I should not have. And I'll just sort of leave that open-ended. You can interpret like, <laughs> and so I just, I had a big zest for life and a big personality and I still have a big personality and I still have a big zest for life. Um, and I think that that's real evident. It's just more mature. And I understand the fragility of life uh, really intimately. And um, when I met my husband uh, now, or, you know, then when we were dating, he had a very much a larger than life personality. He was life of the party. He was a lot of fun. He wanted to come and, you know, just, and I was really attracted to that because I thought, wow, you know, I'm, I'm like highly similar and um, curious, eager to learn. You know, those have always been like uh, an entrepreneur, like traits, like behind the scenes. We would talk about all these things that we wanted to do and they were big things you know so that's always been kind of like there but a lot of times when you have two really big personalities they don't always fit in the same room mm -hmm. uh and uh they're they can like collide as intense as they can make magic happen you know what i mean and so um it's sort of like the caged tiger concept you know, the fierce caged tiger, that, that tiger can um, sit and have a lot of awareness and, and be like really aware of its surroundings, highly majestic, but you set that tiger off and it's like, Chah. so um, we both had to learn how to really uh, reel that in, in many situations in our life. And so when we were raising our kids, starting our family, got married, we were like everybody else that I knew at the time, you know, we, uh, weren't making a lot of money. Um, we knew straight out of the shoot, we wanted to have three kids, like that was it. That was our number. And so we started with baby number one. And because we dated so long, we started a family early, like right after we got married, we bought a house, you know, we started a family, uh, but that required two salaries. I mean, there was no ability to like one stay at home and we'll just figure it out and make it work. That just wasn't the case. Um, baby number two came around two years later and very, very similar. Um, you know, I bought a car, had a car payment. We had a house payment. We had insurance. We had health insurance. We had, you know, all the things. And then as as time moved on, I started moving into different roles in, in healthcare. And so then I became the administrator. So you're over the uh, clinical operation and you have the fiduciary responsibility of the entity. And that's 24-7. And so it's real time consuming you know, you leave work, you're on the phone, you, you know, get up Saturday morning, you're on the phone, you're looking at, you know, all kinds of stuff and um, very time consuming. So I would be around my family. They would be whatever, but, but I was like present, but not present. I would be at a sports event and I would be on the phone. I would have my bag of work documentation I had to sign, you know, but nothing at that time was on the computer. Everything was real basic pen, paper, you know? Um, and so um, it's just what it took. And, and I didn't realize that there was another way really 
I did not realize there was another way. And so then baby number three came around and gosh, you know, you talk about complicating things because it's like, you know, I had a seven-year-old, a five-year-old and a newborn and, um, and was working full time, working full time, running nursing homes. And it wasn't like I had a part-time job or a little gig that was a hobby or, you know, a side hustle or something. It was intense. And so that creates separation in your relationship. And you don't even really realize it. You know what I mean? Especially when you've been with somebody that long, it's like you kind of move into a roommate sort of situation. It's just, you know, the job is very robotic. You go to bed, everything's laid out for the kids. You get up, you got to get up at like 4.30 in the morning to make life work, to read email, to look at your bills, to make sure everybody's ready out the door. You drop them off and then you do, you do rinse, wash, repeat. And um, we lived that way for a long time. And I always say now on the side of it that, you know, if you're not dating your man, somebody else will. You're not dating your woman, somebody else will. Okay. However you want to say that statement. But the reason why I say that is because we lose the uh, view of the hierarchy of relationships. You know, many times we put work first. We put the kids first. We um, get our affection and needs met through our children and not our spouse or significant other. And really the order you know, as a Christian, and I am, is the Lord first, period. You know, then your husband. And then, you know what, under that falls the children uh, and responsibilities. But that order, even though we know it, um, it's really hard to put that into practice and to do it. And so sometimes something really tough has to occur to have you sort of have this epiphany within yourself that, you know, hey, I need to like, fix me and quit trying to fix my husband's problems so that everything in life gets better, you know? Um, and I think that's truth. And so you can reverse that, say that however we want, but that was our situation. And so I think you've got to hit, hit bottom in some spaces in your life to realize you either are looking up and you're working this out together, or um, maybe you don't really need to work this out and you need to what's a healthier situation for yourself. And, and I believe, you know, in the sanctification of marriage um, and you know, what the Lord brings together, you know, let no man separate, whatever that might be. And so um, that was a journey in and of itself. And that was led to a lot of self-discovery and getting to know myself. I think sometimes, you know, we forget who we are because we don't really even have the moments to think about it. And we change as we're kids, 18 to who we are in all these different seasons of our life. You know, it's like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite flower? I don't know. Yellow roses. I was having this conversation yesterday with my daughter and it was like, well, the reason why I say that is because I like them, but is that really my favorite? Sometimes you have to like really stop and think. Um, and, and that was just an example. But, um, you know, I think you have to really get to know yourself again and get to know your partner and you have to date them. And so we fell back in love again, like hot little kids, you know, it was awesome. <laughs> Still is. And so dating is important, all of that. And we've talked a long time about that, but that, that interest in your partner, that, keeping it fresh and keeping it live and realizing life is short and you've missed some stuff, but you know what? Hey, my eyes are fully wide open. I have tremendous clarity uh, and I have the order right. And it's keeping it that way because there's always distractions, you know, and there's always something. Um, but it's how have we learned to kind of like reel in the things in our life and our personalities in a healthy way that's not destructive to someone else and to others. So hence we were able to allow our children to see what's it like to be in a bad place in a relationship and how can you come full circle uh, and show someone something 
that's true and real uh, and loving and restoration. How can you display rest, you know, restoration to become a new reality? And so we've been able to do that. And so I'm really, I'm grateful for that. Those experiences, though tough, I wouldn't change them. I mean, sure. You know, I'd love to say in this hypothetical situation, it would all be great, but I don't think I'd be who I am today had I not journeyed through all of that to be in the season of life that I'm in. So um, I'm really grateful and happy to share, you know, in a more personal way with if, if someone so chooses to ask about those things. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I'm, we're in the same boat. And that was mm -hmm. one thing kind of spurred that thought for Stacy and I is we, I'd always wondered growing up, you know, you would see uh, relationships that got into that 15, 20 year mark or mm -hmm. so give or take, right? That, and the transition, they would separate, right? They would start to move yep. apart. And I never understood that until I started to go through it with my wife, meaning the kids started to move away. We were in that transition of figuring out what was going to be next. And you realize that if you were not really aware and really present, working on yourself. I loved how you said that, right? The awareness and being present, working on yourself to be able to give to the relationship, how easily that could, that fracture mm -hmm. could turn into a complete separation very yeah. quickly. And oh, I see yeah. a lot of folks that maybe are just like coexisting. It's like you said, roommates, right? They're just kind of mm -hmm. hanging out, just kind of going through the motions. And it's, it's unfortunate because if they, I believe that if they could have realized it at an earlier phase of the dating, right? Of the getting to know themselves, to the, be able to share with the other, their spouse, man or woman, I don't think it necessarily even really matters. But the point mm -hmm. is, is that they can take that energy, pour it into the relationship and how it can then blossom. Like you're talking with you and yeah. Brent, right? It's it's better now than it's ever been. And I can say that for Stacy and I too. Mm -hmm. We're coming through on the other side of it with a little uncertainty there for, you know, maybe six months, maybe a year total of just like, okay, what's this going to look like after the fact? No kids, where we're going, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's really blossoming into something that's, that's super exciting. And then you're modeling that for your kids. Like you said yeah. that as well, which we're trying to do that. We're having conversations with our children about, about that, who they're picking, uh, choosing to be with at this phase, at this 20-ish style of life or point of life as well. So yeah, I, mm -hmm. I just love that part of the conversation. I know uh, we always, uh, I say always, you know, a lot of times we're talking financial education and real estate and money. and But I think that the relationship piece, I think is something that might get missed but I think it's just as impactful, if not more impactful, for success in that outer part of the world, right? I mean, yeah. in your businesses, in your real estate environment, you know what I mean? I think that's it's just as important, if not more important. You know, we really look at real estate as just a vehicle. It's just a vehicle. Uh, and so I really made some changes. Let's flash forward to now a little bit. Uh, I know there was another question that you had, but, you know, I, I, I do really want to emphasize this because real estate is just a vehicle. That's all it is, you know, and you have to, like I said, get to know yourself, get to know a lot of different things about yourself and do some self-discovery and kind of understand what it is in life that you're wanting to accomplish and do. We can have big, hairy, audacious goals and, we can have just some simple things like, you know, realizing the fragility of time uh, and life. Okay, so what do you want to do with what's left? So I've made some major shifts in my time and my professional direction this year, starting in January, um, because I did jump on that dynamic carousel that we find ourselves on sometimes we're we're excited about a new business a new industry there's a lot of learning so much learning um and reading and um groups to be in and conferences to attend and we talk about you know showing up and just being in the room and how you get in the room and you know all of that but you know, you have to step back a little bit, or at least I did. And it really began that last year when I was in a forced situation to sort of put the skids on some, some of my travel and stuff, which was when my middle daughter was pregnant with twins and she was about to deliver. And so I did not want to miss that. And so we made some intentional decisions about um, calling it, calling a pause on our travel at a certain window of time so that we can make sure we were in the Houston area. 
And, but in doing that, it was probably one of the greatest, greatest blessings in my life. Cause I, I, I had time, even though I was working so hard, I was able to set up a business that allowed me to work remotely. I could work anywhere. Um, I could work from home. I could work in a hospital room. I could work in a different country. Um, so, so working hard is good, you know, but it allowed me to also kind of see and eliminate some of the unnecessary, like how necessary is it to be at everything, to be on every phone call every night, to be on every single webinar every single night. And so I realized I had not really set up healthy boundaries for my work. And um, I really began doing that and just put some practices in place and decided, you know, this will either work or it won't. And if it won't, I don't really care because what I was doing was not sustainable. It is really not. Um, and so at least for me, it's not sustainable for Robin and Robin is what I need to focus on. And so by doing that, I can then focus on uh, in my hierarchy, what matters, which was my family. Um, and then my business falls way under that. Um, and I've just really moved to this space with my business. You know, it's, it's, you're ramping up, um, you're figuring out what in your business you like and what you don't like. And so I've done some of that. I've done some big shifts in that this year. And then um, where I want to spend my time and what are some things that I'm not willing to um, miss. And it seems like that's working out real well. And it's scary when you start down that path because you're like, oh, my God, what if I don't go to all these conferences this year? And oh, my gosh, what if I don't take or participate in a webinar past 6 p.m. at night? Uh, what if people don't see me? Um what if I'm, you know, it's like, and that's all in your head. Uh, and none of that really matters. Uh, it's really what have you defined as success for yourself? What is important to you and your family and your, you know, business and your spouse or partner or whatever. And so I just put some lines in the sand and really did that. And I've had some radical changes in my life this year in groups I'm participating in, masterminds I've taken myself out of, events I've not attended intentionally um, to kind of pull in to have greater impact, if that makes sense. I feel like I've just like talked nonstop. But, um, no, I love that. Yeah, so the word, the word really, that's coming to my mind is like pruning, meaning you yeah. sounds like you dove headfirst right? You've got this big epiphany, this business, this syndication, which we haven't really even covered. Maybe we'll go into no, a little bit about what even what yeah, maybe we'll talk about means uh, <laughs> just, just for some education pieces. Cause I know that's part of your, what your journey as well, but like you dove head in head first, right. And you were just go, 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 this, this zoom call. Right. And pruning is the word that's coming to my mind, right? You've got mm -hmm. to cut back. You've got to hone and, and focus in on the energy your energy, because it's it's a finite resource, your time, your energy into the things that are going to propel you yeah. personally, right? Robin mm -hmm. or myself, Randy, right? What are yeah. the things I enjoy doing? So that way you can give yourself, you know, it's it's being good at a few things versus being okay at a lot of things. Right. And so, yeah, I 100% agree with what you're saying. I've, I, 2020, end of 23 going into 24 i've made those decisions for myself as well i'm figuring out what i love to do and i'm doubling down on that right yeah. and so yeah so different opportunities that are coming because of that it's amazing right when you when you shut some things off or maybe even just put a pause on them it's yeah. not that it, it's gone forever but just put right. a little bit of a pause how it just opens up different opportunities from a side or an area that you never even knew even really existed Right, because you haven't given yourself time, like to even like think about it. Because I had a perpetual carry-on suitcase kind of open in my closet. Literally, it was just easier to pull stuff out, throw stuff back in, instead of like closing it up, putting it away, and maybe next month I'll be doing whatever. Um, I just I just love the thing open, and so um, that's closed now. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I am traveling somewhere next week, um, it's it's um, anyway. 
but yeah, so I've, I've, I've done some simple things like that. And you're right. It's amazing what comes up when you realize what is it that you really love, you know, and sometimes you have to do it all to discover that, you know? Um, and so I found myself in that. And so through, you know, the real estate vehicle, if you will, um, of getting involved in single family homes, we were able to, uh, with our business that we created, Real Equity Investment Partners, figure out, you know, what's our mission, vision, values for that? Where are we going with that? And do some deep dives and um, got into syndicating. And I really did not know what that was. Truly, I didn't. Uh, and there's some great programs out there to um, learn about what that is. And um, was able to get into two syndications, really, for a multifamily project and then a Bitcoin mining project. So two totally polar opposite asset classes. And I think part of what you, you learn, too, if you're open to it, and everyone has a different strategy with syndicating. Some folks stay in the same asset class. It's just sort of whatever works for you in your personality. My philosophy was where the money makes the most sense and the relationships with the different folks that you meet along the way, how you connect, because no matter what you get into with other people, you are in that project for years. And that doesn't really hit you until you're in it and you realize like what that really means. I was just excited about getting into a syndication and doing bigger, bigger projects. Let's 2X at 5X at 10X at, you know what I mean? And it's really about the people because the people you're in the project with, like the ramifications of that are huge. But the responsibility that you have for stewarding someone else's money better than you steward your own doesn't really resonate until you're doing it. And it's like, oh, my God, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> Not that you don't want to do it. It's just like the impact of it. It's heavy. And, and it can... It can be great, you know, but the, the weight and the burden of that, because you don't want to let someone down and you want to do things right. And you, you know, when there's a hiccup, you need to be able to be forthcoming and deliver bad news. And I've had to do that, you know, and nobody likes that. And um, anyway, it's both those projects have been really great learning vehicles in my professional development. But from that, what I've really learned is how much I love education, like not just educating myself. I love to educate myself, but translating that into giving that to other people. Like I really genuinely love that. And so the first little group that we began pouring that into were our adult kids. And I know you've done much of the same thing because we've all heard and we've all said, well, nobody teaches our kids financial education, you know, and that is so true. I mean, there's a limited little bit of it, but not, you know, life lessons and the real nitty gritty of like financial education. And so we've been able to um, get our kids involved in syndications and, you know, they're not accredited investors. And so what, you know, we all need to realize is that little age group of 20 to 35, they're sucking away some money. <laughs> and so teach them how to use it, you know, don't, don't, don't hide it, you know, uh, you know, in the bank or, you know, under the mattress or in the safe, teach them how to grow it. And like, what's, what's, what are they, you know, wanting to gain? What are their, you know, visions and objectives and, you know, uh, money is a social lubricant. It really can make life easier, but it can also make it pretty hellacious for you too. And so how to steward money and grow money and have 
good purpose for money, which is really to help others. And so we've moved into this place now with our business, flash forward after syndications and being involved in developments and international purchases. And it's sort of like one thing sort of leads to another, you know, it just, it's not like you start out and you go, this is all that I want to be involved in. It just kind of happens and you have to be receptive with your eyes and your ears to what aligns with you. And God knows I've made some big mistakes and I've learned some big lessons from that too. You know, you just want to be able to mentor. And um, now I'm in the space of legacy. Like what's the legacy? And so with this last season of my life, if you will, and I, I don't want to talk about that in a morbid way, but season, I mean like this last big piece of the pie. I really want to pour into others what I've learned to just kind of be the catalyst for them, like yeast, yeast rises, and just like allow them to blossom and grow in whatever direction they're intended to go. Like that's the piece of it that I really love. And Brett too, you know, we, we are pretty passionate about that. So our time and energy have really shifted greatly within our syndication model, if you will. And I love that shifting more as much, mm -hmm. if not more, to the education piece, right? Love Which it. is what I, I I see your content all the time or we're going to talk about as far as like where people can find more about you and the content that you're producing. But that's exactly what I love to do as well, as you mentioned, just for uh, just for some educational purposes, as far as the, the term syndication, just for those that they might not even know yeah. that, is that, you're, that you're pooling capital. So basically... Yeah. Picture it like a pyramid, right? You've got a, a person or a, a couple, a few people at the top, right? That is general partners or in charge of the manager. Yeah. They're they're responsible for the for the uh, syndication. They will mm -hmm. then go out to friends, family, associates, just people in the in the world, and they will mm -hmm. pool, they will gather capital to then go down and buy these large buildings or businesses or you know, so when you're out and about laundry mats, whatever. And right? I didn't so really anything. I mean, yeah. movies so, syndicated. like I did not know. Yeah. And I, mean, I think a lot of people don't, which is where it's fun to try to just educate even on that level. Right. Mm -hmm. You referred to in your, in the story that I read in the next level book about how rich dad, poor dad and Robert Kiyosaki was an influence as he was on me. And I think he yes. has been for uh -huh. millions and millions of people, oh, but no, it's interesting sure. that still folks are still learning. And if we can help, be that, like you said, that yeast, right? Plug yeah. into folks, give them just a little bit of information that that way they can go then take it and blossom into whatever they choose that they want to take it as well. It's, and I love that, which is part of your ladies kicking assets, your your mm -hmm. podcast. I know you're doing a lot yeah. of individual uh, content with that yeah. as well, as far as a lot of uh, reels and on mm -hmm. all the different platforms. Mm -hmm. You mentioned about how, how passionate you are about that now. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about kind of how that makes you feel and 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 kind of where you're shifting to with this 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 transition that you're going through? Yeah. So what I realized, as I said, is that I really love the educational piece of things. And so I have paused uh syndicating for this window of time. Like I said, I don't know. Uh, when, what I've said no to so many projects to be able to say yes to my, my passion, you know, and so, and that, and I feel good about that, you know, to feel good enough to say, you know, no, no, it, it sounds good. It's just not in my wheelhouse. Um, could I raise, you know, capital? Yes. Um, do I have folks that ask me continuously, what are you investing in? What are you doing? What, where are you? How are you? And so um, I answer those questions very honestly right now because I've really kind of put a pause on all investing, if you will, for this hot second. Um, and I feel good about that too. So uh, more to come on that, you know, down the road. Yes, we'll probably you know, do something. But um, right now, that's not really where I'm going. So right now, I am creating a lot of micro, I call it just micro content. It's a minute or less. What can I pour into somebody in between 30 to 60, 59 seconds, less than a minute? 
uh, and put it on all the social media platforms. So I'm not a great social media person. I never have been. And so I always shied away from it because I was scared I'd hit the wrong button and I'd screw something up. But what I've realized over the last year strongly, if you will, if not longer, is the power of social media uh, and the power of a little bit goes a long way and creating a following. And I is, I'm one of these individuals that I just have Facebook as just personal because I'm in my mid fifties and that's what you do. And then I hopped on Instagram and never used it for a while because I was scared to death to like touch a picture too many times and, <laughs> and um, didn't do Snapchat. Don't have, um, you know, TikTok or I do have TikTok, but I didn't, I didn't use it. Um, and just, you know what I mean? And so kind of had to get over myself and get some basic education and understand, okay, how can I use this vehicle to spread a message. And as my kids were learning more and more and asking really good questions about financial education, financial literacy, um, investing, buying a home, they've got $50,000 in the bank. What can they do with it? Or $25,000, what should they do? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, and then I'm understanding that all their friends are having the same questions. And so let me let me tie this to my syndicating business, though. You start syndicating and you think your friends and family are going to be the people that invest with you. And they are not <laughs> because they're thinking it's one more fad that you've you've started or that you've done. And the truth is we have been building our real estate portfolio for over 20 years. So we're not new to real estate. In fact, we really dove headfirst into commercial real estate, and then we got into self-storage and had a couple of those. And so um, this piece of it was a natural segue. And so it's not like you just decide one day you're going to go do this and you want to go do it. You know, there's this layering effect. That's the truth of how it works. Um and anybody that thinks differently and thinks that you're going to like run out and nail it in 90 days or less, there's is a little blindside. And you might do something great, but it's the sustainability of it, creating the passive income, you know, creating the financial model. There's so much that goes into it. So anyway, my kids started asking a bunch of questions and I thought, I'm going to just kind of answer some of these. And so I started just making little personal, you know, stuff and just shooting it out there and kind of understanding how then you need to tie it, not just from yourself, but from your business, or from your business to yourself and post it to all your platforms. So again, that's another learning curve and I'm still on that. And um, so anyway, I'm having fun with that. And the thing that gives me the greatest joy right now, I will tell you is when I get, a comment from one of my adult children's friends and they'll say, this was really important, like establishing credit. I had not thought about that before. My parents have always paid all my bills. Well, I mean, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's a way your parents can still pay your bills, but it's in your name you know, the housing market and you start, you know, looking at all these trends and reading all this stuff in the news. And I mean, you don't know what's true and what's not, you know, somewhere in between all of it, you know, we know the media wants you uh, to believe a certain thing. And then you get into some of these groups and you start learning about history behind all of the stuff and the agenda, if you will, the different political agendas, if you will. And I don't want to get off into that, but, um, it's a real eye opener, you know, and I think just being forthcoming. Um, and so I've learned to be a little more comfortable in my own skin, in my own level of learning and own what I don't know and be resourceful and just share. But that's my model now, mine and Brett's model of where we want to be and where we want to go. And so what results from that? What monetization results from that down the road? We will see, right? Um, you know, again, I don't have this like specific end concept in place. I just know that 
it's been meaningful. So I'll get a, you know, a 21 year old that'll send me a text and say, Miss Binkley, thank you so much. I love to, you know, or they'll send me a private message or whatever, whatever. You know, and that's what's so fun, right? I that's love where, that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. yeah. And so when launching this brand, the Rich Mind brand was the, the mm -hmm. same idea, right? The financial education piece with the personal development spin, yeah. meaning I, I love giving that information as far as to my, to my understanding, right? I'm a continuously learning and trying to apply and do all of right. those things. But I feel like I've gotten to a point in my life, I'm almost 50, that I can start then giving back, even if it is, that's where I'm so passionate about that 20-ish generation that are I love it. just getting started, that are hungry for information. They're not sure where to go. And I'm not saying I'm 100% accurate and right all the time. I can just share my stories, share my experiences, bringing folks onto the show, such as yourself, right? From a different walks of life, have them share their stories. And you never know what the impact is going to be. That's what happened for me as I was learning through my journey. So I, I totally get that. And your ability to show up, I think, is good for you to do that because it is a little bit difficult, right? Folks are worried about what they're, what they're going to say about you, what you're going to think. Sometimes you're worried about what, what you look like that day, what you sound you know, like I was that day. About and, that very thing this morning. Well, I was worried about that very thing this morning because, you know, you've just got to take those thoughts captive and you've just got to, you've got to deal with the mindset. Like the mindset is a dangerous playground and it can propel you or it can paralyze you, you know. Um, the world needs these messages, right? They need yeah. to hear from you, Robin. I Hopefully they will need to hear from me. Well, right? thank you, Mandy. I accept each, that. I need to hear from one you of us, Each they one of us have a story. Me and have a message that we need oh, to share. God. And there's so many different ways nowadays that if you're not focused on the monetization of it, right? If you're not just out there just to try to get a dollar or make some money or I'm not. that's, and I'm not either. I'm yeah. not either. I've had folks that ask me, when are you going to monetize this thing? And I'm like, I don't know. And I don't really care because that's not what I'm doing it for. If it's that happens, problem. great. If it doesn't, that's okay too, because I'm having a fantastic time doing it. I'm engaging with folks that are teaching me because you're teaching me just as much, you know what I mean, as we're teaching the, the listeners oh, today for the show. For sure, yeah. Iron sharpens iron. And you just mm -hmm. take that information and you just go out there and keep, keep try, trying to share it with as many people as you possibly can. Trying to make that impact, right? If you can impact yeah. one person or, or a dozen people, how impact? How good is that going to make you feel? I know that it's super cool to think about. Well, it, it, it continues to encourage me. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't like puff me up, make me feel, oh, but it, it encourages me. You know, here's another um, bit of feedback I get periodically. My parents don't really talk about finances. Um, and this comes from, you know, kids who have incredible wealth, trust funds, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, down to those that don't. Um, I'm speaking on both ends of the spectrum from feedback that I've gotten. And so Brett and I have been very transparent with our adult kids about we've had a little, uh, we've had a lot, and we've had all places in between. And um, that's really not the so important thing as much as it is, what is the purpose of money? What, what is our intention as a business with money? What is our personal commitment to money? Um, and how we want to share how to use it to create the life that you want to design for yourself, um, you know, and have impact on the world. And so you kind of have to get outside of yourself and your immediate circle and think bigger, like think globally think locally, think nationally, think globally. What level of impact do you want to have? Um, and so we've been able to kind of really have some deep dive conversations on all that. And we have, you know, monthly family office meetings and we have retreats and, you know, I mean, we're put it out there uh, with our um, children and their spouses. And, um, you know, we just share because, we feel like at some point they'll model that independently. And each, each of our kids have done that um, in different ways separately, you know? And so at the end of the day, that's the greatest success, you know?
that's the legacy. You said that earlier in this conversation. That's that's the legacy. You'll pass that down generation to generation, well beyond our years here. Perpetuity beyond us, beyond our grandkids. You that's know, what it's all about passing it down. All of these digital recordings that we are doing, you know, will probably be outdated, and they'll go, "What was that? What's a real? What's a real?" Short? <laughs> what is that? What's this thing in this in front of this guy's face that he's talking what into? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> I know. What Zoom and StreamYard? Yeah. Things are changing <laughs> so rapidly, so quickly. Yeah. So one question that and yeah. we didn't get to the to the three questions, but I oh, this yeah. is, no, no, no. It's okay. I, and we're gonna bypass all three of them today. But okay. we've kind of touched upon it, but I think yeah, that yeah. you might be able to take this last one a little bit further. Is there one nugget of wisdom? It's like we've shared a lot how we're passionate about helping that 20-year-old-ish. Yeah, yeah, we both are. Friend. We love that a lot. Yeah. Really Is there did. anything that – we've already covered a lot, and I'm not saying we haven't, but we have. We've covered a ton. But is there like, <laughs> we talked about even establishing – We could have another show. We could. We absolutely we could, could we right? Could. But as far yeah. as like you even mentioned about potentially establishing credit and how to do that, I mean, that's like a nugget of wisdom that – like you said, that could go on. We could talk about that for a while because I did that actively with my kids as well yeah. as they were getting out of high school that I don't think a lot of people are even thinking I about. Don't. I don't. Is there a nugget of wisdom like that additional one, that that 20-year-old-ish self that you wish you would have known then that, that you definitely know now that you're trying to share? Uh, Yeah. My pastor says or has said before, correct, Ma, we attended, we attend Houston's first uh, Baptist church here in Houston and um uh, you, who your Friday night friends are to find who you, who you are. And so they're, you know, in our circles, who we're hanging out with, who we're living life with, uh, who we're aligning ourselves with from a business standpoint really defines kind of where you're going in at 20 for most, not all the critical thinking skills are not really quite finely tuned. Some, Kids are having to like hit the grind and just, you know, they're having to work hard, go to school. They're having to pay for everything. And they're not thinking about that. And so I would say really my nugget is somehow get to know yourself, who you are, what you're about. And so I never even took the time at 20 because I was just having fun. I was you know, going to school, I was working because I had to pay for school at a certain point. And so, I mean, I, I've done all that because um, it would, I, my parents didn't have the resources to give me to make all that smooth. Um, but don't be who you're not, you know, like don't, don't go along with it just because you, everyone else is. Um, I think that our 20 year olds now and our 15 year olds now deal with issues that we never had to contend with. Thank God they didn't have social media back when I was, you know, that age, because the stuff that would have been put out there with me doing would have just been like really not good, you know? And so, do that so that you can make some better choices, but feel confident in yourself, the confidence, the mindset to say no. You know, I'm saying no now to stuff I wish I'd have said no to a little bit earlier, but yet I wouldn't be in this developmental place this season had I not kind of journeyed through some of those hardships. And, you know, what I'm seeing success in is the setting goals and outlining some things in younger lives, how that's really playing out because we do that personally as a family um, and, and, and how that's morphed into some realities at a younger period. Those are the things um, that I wish I'd have paid more attention to. Nobody was telling me those things, you know, I would just hear, well, you know, you really shouldn't be hanging out with that group of friends. Well, okay, why? <laughs> you know, um, or you really shouldn't have gone there. You shouldn't have done that. Okay, well, why? So it's like having that greater umbrella of understanding. And, and I think, too, we talked about the fragility of life. I felt invincible. You probably did, too. Stacy probably did, too. 
And it really wasn't until, you know, February of 2021, when I got carjacked at gunpoint, that I realized, you know, and I had already, you know, had a parent pass away. So I understood death intimately, friends who had passed away. So I understood that. But I had not had that like personal wake up call, sheer life death moment. And I did. And what I realized is that the things that I want to do, I'm, I don't know how many tomorrows I have. And so I'm focused on those, but, but my alignment of my focus has really, my focus has really changed with the priority of them in the different areas. So if, if you could put that in place at 20, even 25, 30, gosh, cut timeframes are collapsed, aren't they? You know, hundred percent. So once again, if we can help folks think about those things today, mm -hmm. right? Because it's their choices, their ideas, their mm -hmm belief systems, their mindsets, right? We can't do it for them, but we can try to encourage them to look at life even just a little bit differently, which mm -hmm. yes, that's that's super impactful. And I appreciate you sharing uh, that for sure. And I know we didn't quite get into that story, but I'm going to give you an opportunity. We're going to talk about the next level book. Maybe, the, <laughs> maybe you have a copy to share with some folks and the new book that you just came out. So yeah. let's we'll start bringing this one in for a landing. This has been a fun, fun conversation. As you mentioned, we could probably go on and on and on and on and on, and maybe we'll have, I'll have you back on and maybe we'll do this some more. Yeah. I was just going to say, I just, um, I feel like, um, you know, Randy, I got to know you through some of these circles that I'm, I've, I've mentioned you and Stacy, And so I love the direction that you've gone with your business, incorporating your family into that, and all the different spokes that are coming up, and so I really resonate with that, and I, I admire that um, in you and your family, and um, I've been able to meet your adult kids, um, and they are awesome, you know, and so that's I just I appreciate that so much more at this stage of life, you know, I really do, so. Thank Same you here. for allowing me to be a guest on your show. It's been great. Yes, this has been a ton of fun. So we've made reference a few times to the podcast that you're co-host with and yep. then obviously some of the content. So if folks are out there listening, it's like, okay, they resonate 100% with Robin and they want to yep. get to know Robin a little bit more. Tell us about you know the, the podcast, where to find you, all those kinds of things. The best place to find me is at team at realequityip.com and any email I get, we get, and um, I'm involved in answering, if you will. Um, you know, like anything, I mean, absolutely. I'd love for someone to listen to uh, Ladies Kicking Assets, that podcast I co-host with Courtney Muller. Um, my syndication business is called Reap Real Equity Investment Partners. But if you want to like reach out and get me, you know, team at realequityip.com is the best, best way to do that. And certainly they can reach out to you. And I know you'll um, forward that information to me as well. Um, and I'm on social media, you know, in all those same places with my business. Um, and personally, you know, on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, you know, all the spaces, it's not hard to really um, find someone these days. If you want to sleuth them and track somebody down, you you can do that really easily these days, thanks to um, the internet and social media. <laughs> so do you have a particular handle that you are followed by at the different social media uh, platforms? Um, you know, it's just Real Equity IP is okay. really where... Um, and, and the IP is the investment partners, but it was just easier to not have too long of a, too long of a handle, if you will. Love that. Yeah. Love that. So folks go out there, follow Robin, as you can probably tell from this conversation, we didn't, I've, I've strayed away from going through the three questions and all that because the conversation <laughs> just took off. We hit on with the conversation, really. Yeah, it just took yeah. off, which is I knew this this was going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So if Robin's story and, and her message resonates with you at all, go out there and find her. As she mentioned, she's on uh, the different podcasts. She mm -hmm. has a podcast, Ladies Kicking Assets. She's on all the different social media platforms. Email her. And I say that email one more time. Team at Real Equity. IP.com. Okay. Email her as mm -hmm. well. 
get in contact with her. I'll have all this information in the show notes uh, so that way you can refer to it there as well. But okay. Robin, I really appreciate you coming on. I knew this was going to be a great conversation. I'm glad you took some time this morning to join us. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, maybe we'll so get you back on and, and keep going down this educational path. Down another rabbit trail, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So folks, go out there, have a fantastic day. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. If you would, uh, if you have any inkling to share it with your family and friends, we'd greatly appreciate that. You can also go to any podcast platform or even on YouTube. And if you want to mm-hmm. share a review, uh, leave us a comment anything you'd like. Uh, If you have questions, we'd love to try to answer those for you as well. So go out there, have a fantastic day. And until we come back with the next fantastic interview, we'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me on the Rich Mind Podcast. I hope you found a ton of value in this episode. If so, I'd really appreciate a five-star review. And you can also share it with your family and friends. And as my mentor Jim Roden shared with me, in order to have more, you must first become more. And in order to become more, you must work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So go out there today and work harder on yourself to become more and build the life of your dreams. Until next time, my friends.